Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you on uh, what is going to be a fabulous weekend in Premier League football. There is a title, uh, there is a race for the top four that is definitely hot and heavy. And let's be honest, it's really not for the top four. It's really probably for three and four. Leicester City and Chelsea currently sitting in those two spots. Liverpool, will they manage to do it? Well, (laughs) now it seems, after the massive results against Manchester United, that their fate is in their own hands. It's going to be a very interesting last few games in the Premier League. You're going to want to stay tuned uh, to that. Uh, Also, we continue our discussion about Manchester United and the disgruntlement of the Manchester United fans. I've made my opinion pretty clear on that, but... This is one of these stories that just doesn't seem to be going away as the uh, news emerges that uh, they had actually uh, brought cots and beds into the luxury suites at Old Trafford so uh, players uh, and staff could pre-position. And once again, the fans were active in protest before the Liverpool match, a match that Manchester United lost by four goals to two, giving their hated rivals a pathway to Champions League football, something I know that Manchester United would have dearly loved to have stopped Liverpool from having the ability to qualify for the Champions League. So, uh, all sorts of stuff to talk about. Of course, the transfer market fully underway. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Let's talk a little MLS. Let's talk a little um, uh, European football. And, of course, we have a couple of big finals coming up. Manchester United are in the Europa League final and Chelsea and Manchester City in the Champions League final. Lots to talk about. Find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. I'd like to welcome you to the show. It's such a pleasure to be speaking with you every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. Uh, it is always a pleasure. If you miss any part of this show, don't forget you can go to our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, and uh, subscribe to the show, and you'll get it in your inbox or on your device uh, whenever we are finished with the live show. All right, got to go to break. Be right back to kick it off after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. It's that time of year where baseball here in the United States dominates. If you are a a fan of the global game, of course, we have Europa League, Champions League finals still ahead of us. We have an FA Cup final this weekend. By the way, I neglected to mention in my open that I'll be giving you full previews of all the Premier League matches this weekend and the FA Cup final as well, of course, at Wembley, Chelsea, Leicester City. Um... There's loads, of, there's loads of sports going on, uh, despite the fact that, you know, the college basketball season, March Madness, is now well behind us. Uh, but we are into the playoffs 
of the uh, of basketball, the hockey, etc., etc. If you like to wager a few bob here and there, there is no better place to do that than my good friends at BetOnline.ag. They have a full uh, full offering of everything you might want to bet on, just about every sport under the sun. Uh, they've also got money lines and prop bets and all sorts of different things that you can bet on. Uh, it's a load of fun if you do it responsibly, of course, uh, and I recommend them highly. Head over to betonline.ag and check them out. And when you make your deposit right now, they will give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. So you can do it on your computer. You can do it on your mobile device. Uh, you won't regret it. That's what I wager for my sports betting. It's a load of fun. I suggest you head over there, of course, do it responsibly. All right. Uh, I did mention that there are a whole slate of matches this weekend in the Premier League, and I neglected to, of course, mention about the massive FA Cup final at Wembley. There will be fans there, and that will be exciting. 20,000 fans back in Wembley. There'll be a little bit of like a grain of salt uh, rattling around a salt shaker, but because Wembley's so big and 20,000 fans isn't exactly a massive amount. But, you know, hey, it's all good. We'll take it when we can get it. Of course, here in the United States, we're finally seeing the end of the uh, mask mandates and the likes. I suspect uh, European countries will be not too far behind. So I'm hopeful that next season we will be able to enjoy uh, football the way we like it with packed stadiums and atmospheres and the 12th man because, quite frankly, I think one of the reasons that we've seen such inconsistencies in results across the board has been because teams are largely playing every match behind what we used to call behind closed doors, which was usually a punishment for some sort of uh, wrongdoing by that team's fan base. Of course, the only punishment has been COVID, and that's been a global scourge, not just uh, not just uh, re not necessarily responsible by one team's fans. Although I personally would like to blame Manchester United fans for the global spread of COVID because I hate I hate Man United. But you know that's not true. So, <laughs> so you know, hey, I could have it. I could have it that way too. All right. So um, we're going to get to all of those. But in the meantime, a couple of interesting stories making their way around the back pages. One regarding Mohamed Salah talking about you know there's been a lot of discussion over the year. That Mohamed Salah has been, you know, um, disgruntled at Liverpool, that he's not happy, that he's not performing his best, which we can all agree on. But it's not just Salah that wasn't performing his best. Pretty much the whole team wasn't sort of doing, you know, their best. But there is some discussion that if PSG lose Kylian Mbappe, that they will come after Mo Salah. Now, you know, I, this is one of these stories that I read and I don't necessarily understand. I'm sorry... Um, if you are a fan of PSG, I mean no disrespect, but PSG are the pinnacle of a third-rate league in Ligue 1, which is, it just isn't a great league. No matter how you want to look at it and talk about it, is it, you know, is it a A-tier European league? Is it on par with the Bundesliga? Is it on par with Serie A? Is it on par with the Premier League? Is it on par with La Liga, no, it's not. So despite how much money they may want to shell out to Salah, I can't see a player in his prime making a move from Liverpool, a team that next year will contend once again for the Premier League title, to all of a sudden decide that 
he's going to go over to Serie A, uh, pardon me, to Ligue 1, and play for PSG. I, I don't get it. It's, it you know, it's a reason why uh, Mbappe would leave PSG, because he's a young player and he's reaching his prime and he wants to you know, get the top dollar for himself and steal himself in the crucible of fire in one of the world's top leagues. And it's a reason why older players like Neymar kind of gravitate there because the money's so big. And they can compete in the Champions League. But again, they're not in the finals of the Champions League. They were eliminated in the semifinals. So I, I, I just, I, you know, uh, yeah, I know the papers like to speculate on it. And I know PSG and their supporters uh, love to think of themselves as a quote-unquote, you know, big club. Well, of which they are, by the way, in terms of financially, because of their ownership, but they don't exist in a big pond. They don't exist in a big league. How many matches did you see this year in Ligue 1? How many? I would struggle that most of you barely saw a match or two in Ligue 1, if that. Right? You know, and as we come down to the end of the season, with two games left, Lille ahead on top of Ligue 1, PSG second. But, I mean, this is hardly a team that is, the, a league that is filled top to bottom with global footballing powerhouses. I mean, you're looking at Bordeaux and Brest and Saint-Étienne and Rouen and Lens and Marseille and Monaco. The 800-pound gorilla typically has been Paris Saint-Germain because of all the money they have. And they will have two teams in the Champions League group stages. So, you know, it will be, barring some sort of massive upset, it will be um, uh, Lille uh, and PSG. They're two matches, two games in. It is possible Monaco, uh, potentially Lyon, could overtake either one of them. But, you know, PSG have won four of their last five, that it's in, that they're in good form. But to get, rather than giving you a rundown, though, of Ligue 1, I would ask you, you know, is it a league you really follow? Uh, it isn't a league I follow that closely. And yeah, there's talent that comes out of PSG, but it's not usually the place where top talent go. It's sort of like, the uh, European version of Major League Soccer. It's kind of like a nice, uh, comfy retirement home for players that are, you know, in the middle or late stages of their playing cycle that want to stay in Europe and make top, top dollar. So why Salah would go to PSG, I, I don't know, you know, I ask you. You tell me. It certainly doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Leicester City interested in signing uh, Ryan Bertrand from Southampton. Again, this is a 31-year-old, and I think if the Saint, uh, if if um, if the Foxes are planning on, you know, continuing to challenge in the top regions of the Premier League, they're going to have to bring in younger, better talent. So it's going to come down to just how committed just how committed their ownership is. Uh, and I, I think that's going to be the acid test uh, for Leicester City. 
despite the fact, as I mentioned, that they are looking to get Ryan Bertrand. And, and you know, he would be a good signing, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would like to hear more from Leicester City um, about their ambition. Uh, United understood to be getting ready with a £68 million bid for Marcos Llorente at Atletico Madrid, the Spanish midfielder. Um, and uh, even though uh, Atletico want to keep him, I think United might be able to pry him away, and I think that would be an excellent, excellent addition uh, for Manchester United. All right, I'm going to go to break. When I come back, uh, let's stay with what's happening in the Premier League. Let's talk a little FA Cup, and let's talk about some of this interesting scheduling where Chelsea get, you know, <laughs> boy, they get match previews up the yin-yang. I'll tell you about it when we come back. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I love to hear from you, and um, if you like my uh, intro and outro music, I'd love to hear from you about what you would like to hear, because I do play requests, and uh, coming up in the next segment, uh, you'll be hearing some Oasis courtesy of the request of one of our listeners. So uh, I like, you know, hey, listen, I aim to please. I don't know what to say. You definitely need to let me know what you want to listen to, and uh, that way uh, we can all have fun together. Speaking of fun together, let's play some poker. poker. Please join me for the ninth annual Ed Asner and Friend Poker Tournament, which, raise, which will raise much-needed funds for special needs family. Uh, and you don't have to go to LA to do it. You can act, it is online using a brand new online poker platform, totally legal folks, called Poker 501, where you're actually gonna sit at a virtual poker table and play with celebrities and top poker players like Phil Hellmuth, for example. And you can see the players because it uses video and you can talk and interact with them and see them, and uh, it's a great opportunity. Everyone from, uh, I mean, the list of celebrities is incredible. Uh, you will be absolutely amazed, whether it's uh, uh, Daryl Hannah, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, you know, Brad Garrett. We've got, we got everybody will be there. So please join me uh, for the ninth annual Ed Asner and Friends Poker Tournament. Uh, head over to pokerwithed.com. The tournament is joint June the 12th, uh, 2021. And if you want to know who's going to be there, I'm going to read you this list. Uh, Anna Paquin, Brad Garrett, Danny Bonaducci, Daryl Evans, Daryl Hannah, Dave Foley, Ed Asner, Elizabeth Carlisle, Greg Proops, Haley Joel Osmond, Holly Robinson-Pete, Jake Tapper, Jill Wheeland, uh, Jolie Fisher, Jim Beaver, uh, Kelly Hu, Lou Diamond Phillips, Mary Trump, Matthew Modine, I'm very excited about that. Massive Full Metal Jacket fan. Uh, Michael Ian Black, Michael McKean, Michael Shannon, Mira Savino, Natasha Henstrich, Nicholas Gonzalez, Richard Kind, Rodney Pete, Ron Funches, Rosie O'Donnell, Stephen Mayer, Stephen Weber, Thomas Gibson, Tom Arnold, Willie Garson, Triumph the Insult Dog. So June 12th, join me for, po for the Ed Asner Poker Tournament. 
It is going to be a load of fun. Go to Poker with Ed. And you may ask, what are you doing for this, Nick? I'm actually the host of the broadcast. I'm going to be the host, and then calling the poker play-by-play will be the great Phil Gordon and the lovely and super talented Maria Ho. So check it out, pokerwithed.com. Have a great time on the 12th of June. You don't have to leave your house to do it. All right. Uh, Let's get back to the football, though. By the way, I am really excited about Poke With Ed. It's my second year uh, hosting hosting the broadcast, and uh, it's, it's, um, uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, some other rumors making their way around the Premier League, by the way, around, uh, <coughs> excuse me, around uh, Naby Keita. Apparently, Atletico Madrid are very interested in bringing Keita over. Diego Simeone, apparently a big fan of uh, uh, Naby Keita, the uh, diminutive Ghanaian. I personally like Naby Keita a lot. I'm not sure that he has had an opportunity. Obviously, he's had some injuries as well. Uh, we will see if Liverpool want to let him go or if they're going to sort of retool a little bit in the offseason. I believe they're going to add more defensive cover, but I don't want them to go sort of too far over to the side of adding, you know, a, a million defenders because, you know, the midfield, I think, at Liverpool needs a bit of work. By the way, uh, Roberto Firmino coming alive for that match against Manchester United. And I think you see there the importance of having competition for positions. Sadeo Mane apparently was very upset about not being in the starting lineup um, uh, and losing his position to Diogo Jota, who scored a goal. So it puts pressure on. And if you're a Liverpool supporter like I am, it's very, very encouraging. Yeah, you don't like to hear about temper tantrums and uh, Mane refusing to shake Klopp's hand and all that. They'll get over that. They're competitors. They're athletes. But what that's telling you is that the competition for positions is having an effect on the mentality of the players and making them more competitive and gaining them back their steely edge. Speaking of steely edge, it's going to be great if Marcelo Bielsa will re-sign at Leeds United. His uh, contract is up, but every... Uh, rumor uh, out there is that he is going to re-sign, and that is a huge, huge, huge benefit for the Premier League. He is a terrific manager. Another big-name manager in the league is always a really good thing, and I thought Leeds United had just an absolutely uh, wonderful, wonderful season uh, this season in terms of the type of football they played. By the way, they scored 53 goals for a promoted team in the Premier League. Now, they did concede 53 goals, which made them defensively the most uh, suspect team uh, in, the, uh, in, in the top 10. But, you know, when you watch Leeds United, you got your entertainment value, rest assured. And I think too many times we see teams that come into the league and, uh, you know, try to do everything they can to not lose and and, and so that they can stay up, obviously, for big money reasons. But Leeds United, not that way. They came into the league with a swashbuckling style and they kept that style going forward and they put on some great performances, provided a boatload of entertainment, lost some matches badly, won plenty of matches as a surprise. I don't think anybody could be upset or disappointed with Leeds United and uh, their where they are in the Premier League. By the way, speaking of interesting stories, 
if you look at the championship and the teams that are going to be promoted uh, from the championship, uh, Norwich City and Watford are two teams that are going to be promoted automatically into uh, the uh, Premier League. And the Premier League teams are smiling to themselves because they are saving themselves a boatload of money because of this. Because both of these teams are recent, were recently relegated from the Premier League, they are entitled to a number of years' worth of um, what they call parachute payments. Uh, Watford and Norwich City, if you remember, last season uh, went down in 19th and 20th places. So they are entitled to extra money from the Premier League for, I think, for a period of three or four years to ease the transition from the Premier League to the championship so that these teams don't go bankrupt. If those teams bounce back into the Premiership the following year, then they don't receive those parachute payments. And the Premier League gets to save an enormous, I mean, tens of millions of dollars because Watford and Norwich City are the two teams being uh, promoted. It will be nice to have Watford. It will be nice to have Norwich back in the Premier League. I mean, they have had, at times, good seasons. At times, put on um, some uh, a good show. Certainly better than West Brom. Sheffield United put on a great show last year in the Premier League. This year, they've been absolute rubbish. Uh, I'm disappointed to see Fulham go down because uh, I really like Fulham. And they're a team that I think should be in the Premier League. But, you know, you are only in the Premier League based on your results, not based on the size of your name or your history or who your owner is or any of that. You are in the Premier League because of your results. You are in the Championship because of your results. You're in League One because of your results. This is the model that people know and love, and this is why, as an aside, we had such an absolute immense shock when the European Super League was announced and why the fans were so upset not just fans of those teams excluded from the European Super League, I might add, but actually the fans of teams that were going to be in the European Super League were outraged and upset. So if you don't think that fans of uh, global football teams put enormous pressure on their clubs and support their clubs through thick and thin, that, my friends, is an example right there of what it means to be a true fan of a global football club is that you are going to roll the dice, you're going to take your chances, you're going to support your team through thick and thin, whether you're a Watford fan or whether you're a Norwich fan, or whether you're a Canary, whether you're a Blade, or whether you're a supporter of Fulham or West Brom, you know, you will roll with the punches whether your team goes up or down or wins the league like Liverpool did last year and then crap out like they did this year, whether you're a fan of Man City who's trying to get to the promised land this year in terms of the Champions League or not, you stick with your team through thick and thin and you don't want anybody to hand it to you without the effort being made. And you know, in many respects, what that does is that gives the owners a complete pass and a complete abdication of responsibility. It's why in the NFL and the NBA and the NHL and Major League Baseball, you have some great teams that are always striving to win, but you have teams that are absolute crap, and they're just, they're just happy to be there and get their slice of the broadcasting pie. And I don't think people want that. I know for me, it is the single biggest turnoff in American sports. 
I mean, Major League Soccer is such a great example of this. You play a whole season, and really, it only matters who gets to the playoffs. But it, it's like that in, in every American sport, really. Doesn't, the, the season is just jockeying for position before you get to the playoffs. But you know you're going to be in the league next year. So, okay, if you have a bad year, you'll move on. It's not like that in global football. Your team sucks, you go down a league. No one, no handouts, no gimmies, no automatic ins. It's got to be earned. Remember that old E.F. Hutton ad? If you're old like me, you've got to earn it. I don't know whatever happened to them. Anyway, I do know what happened to me. I've got to go to break. I'll be right back after this. Thanks for coming back to me. This is Nick Gieber. This is World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, American Forces, iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, and our podcast is the Believe Podcast Network. If you got all of that, as I speak quickly, you're a better man or woman than I am. Well, actually, I'm not a woman at all, but you know what I mean by that. I suppose I do have a right to be one, should I want to. It's a little... If you watched uh, Life of Brian, you're hopefully having a little smile there. Anyway, uh, let's get to it. We do have a bunch of matches coming up this weekend, and I want to talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to start with the FA Cup final, by the way, which is Chelsea versus Leicester. Uh, this is uh, at Wembley, and there is a lot of discussion. Poor old Chelsea. They really, really, really have been... Um, uh, the, the, the victim, I would say, the victim of the scheduling monster. Because uh, if you remember, last weekend, I mentioned how we were having a Champions League preview at the Etihad when Chelsea were going to visit Manchester City. And they beat them 2-1 at the Etihad. So that was a free preview of the Champions League final. But there was another final taking place this weekend between Chelsea and Leicester City and then on Tuesday, they play again in the Premier League for a match which is really, for all intents and purposes, for a position in next year's Champions League. If Chelsea don't win the Champions League final, they're going to need to qualify by being in the top four. They have 66 points. They have two matches left. Pardon me, 64 points, two matches left. Excuse me. They uh, lost this weekend to Arsenal, uh, midweek to Arsenal, 1-0 at Stamford Bridge. And that has put them in a precarious situation because Liverpool are sitting in fifth spot, having beaten Man United 4-2, and they have a fairly, I think they've got Southampton, West, or West Brom, Southampton, Crystal Palace to play. Chelsea have, Liverpool have a game in hand. If they win that game in hand, that would take them to 63 points. So only two things, if Liverpool win the next three games 
And look, we're going to talk about this when we, when we get to Liverpool's match against West Brom when we do our preview. But if they win their next three matches, I'm, I'm trying to explain why this Chelsea-Leicester situation is so difficult, then they're going to end up with 69 points. Neither Chelsea nor Leicester City, neither of those teams can get more than 69 points because they play each other. Does that make sense? Chelsea have two more matches ahead to play. Their first match is, at Leicester, is against Leicester City. If they win that match, then they'll be, if they win their last two matches, then they will have eight points. They'll go to 72 points. Pardon me, they'll have six points, excuse me. They'll go to 70 points, and that will take them up to third place in the table, and they will be safe. If Leicester City, they can't win. If they win one and lose one, right? Or win one and draw one, well, if we say if Chelsea win both, then they will be... So if, if Leicester City win and draw, then they'll be at uh, 70 points, and Chelsea will be at 69. Do you see where I'm going with this? If Chelsea win one and draw one, they'll be at 69. Uh, Leicester City will be at 70. If Chelsea beat Leicester City, then they will be at 70, and the most Leicester City could be is 69. So it's impossible for, for both teams to be above 69 points. And if Liverpool win their last three games, they will be at 69 points. If they win their last three games and they can uh, increase the goal differential, and again, they are playing relegated teams like West Bromwich Albion, there's a good shot they're going to make the Champions League. It is in their hands. Which is why merely three days or four days after an FA Cup final at Wembley playing each other, Leicester City and Chelsea once again will play each other in the Premier League for basically a guaranteed seat in next year's Champions League. The, Thomas Tuchel is apoplectic about this. So let's get to it. Let's get to the FA Cup preview. And we talked a little bit how Chelsea lost midweek to Arsenal and that kind of opened the whole race up this weekend. Um, and even though Chelsea made a lot of changes for that Arsenal game, um, I don't think they, they, they looked a little nervy. For this game, Tuchel's going to go out all guns blazing with the biggest squad he can put together, okay? Because this is silverware, and I think Chelsea have an expectation of winning it. I wonder what Brendan Rodgers is going to do. Is it more important for Brendan Rodgers to try to guarantee a Champions League place with that Tuesday match in mind? Or is it more important for him to get some silverware, namely the FA Cup? I, I, I can't speak to Brendan. We'll find out. But, you know, uh, Leicester City don't have that same luxury that Chelsea do of fielding a big squad. This will be a good match. I'm going to go with Chelsea to win the FA Cup, though. I'm going to say 1-0 is my score. All right, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's move along to the Premier League where Burnley are facing Leeds United. Burnley are safe. They really have nothing in particular to play for. Uh, they've been a bit of an uninspiring team for me this year. Um, they did manage to get Fulham relegated their last match when they beat uh, Fulham at Craven Cottage. Um, 
And, and even though Burnley haven't inspired, they, they really look like mid to lower mediocrity almost the entire season. Um, what's interesting, though, is that they're going to be playing a Leeds United side. They're in 10th place. They've got Bielsa re-signing, apparently. There's going to be, they're, they're absolutely safe as safe can be. They've had a great season, and they have nothing to lose, and they will come out Leeds United and play with that sort of wonderful uh, uh, flow that they love to play with. And Burnley will do the same because they have nothing to lose. This is a, a free pass for both teams. I think this is going to be a great game. I'm going to say 2-2, loads of goals, even though it's a meaningless game. The styles of, of Leeds United and Burnley's lack of pressure are going to make this one uh, really fun. Uh, next up, Southampton-Fulham. And uh, remember, this is a Southampton team that just lost to Liverpool. But I thought looked really, really good, despite the fact that they did lose 2-0 uh, at Anfield. They then went on to beat Crystal Palace 3-1 at home. Uh, they're going to do the same thing to Fulham. Uh, Fulham have been relegated. They're not a horrible side. But again, once you've been relegated, sort of the pressure's off. But I still like Southampton to win it. And I'm going to say 1-0 to the Saints here. Uh, Brighton, West Ham. Uh, West Ham are going to want to win this game by all means. Brighton are pretty, uh, not a very exciting team. They did lose 2-1 away at Molyneux. Uh, they've only won one in their last five, and that was a 2-0 two, two home win against Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, pardon me, Brighton, other team. They didn't beat Brighton Hove Albion. They beat Leeds United. <laughs> Excuse me, 2-0. Uh, sometimes I do that. Uh, West Ham are going to want to definitely win this game and push their, will try to push their way into the Europa League spots. Uh, I'm going to... I like West Ham. I really do. Um, and I think they're going to come back from that uh, loss last week against Everton. So I'm going to say uh, West Ham uh, one Brighton nil. That's going to be my pick on that one. By the way, uh, I didn't have a chance to print out all the odds for this, but you can check them out at betonline.ag. Uh, Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace will be facing Aston Villa. Aston Villa are a much, by far, better away team than they are a home team. Uh, so that is certainly to their advantage. Uh, Crystal Palace have been just awful of late. They lost against Southampton. They lost against City. They lost against Leicester City. They lost against Chelsea. They did beat Sheffield United, but quite frankly... I could beat Sheffield United with one arm tied behind my back. Um, Aston Villa had a good draw against Everton at home. Uh, they lost at home to United, but they beat Everton away, <coughs> losing, uh, drew West Brom at home and lost uh, at home to City. Again, it's their home form has been pretty horrible. I like Villa for this one. I'm going to say Aston Villa, uh, two goals. Crystal Palace, one goal. Uh, Tottenham Wolves... Uh, Wolves uh, started to pick up the pace a little bit. Three wins in the last five. They're certainly looking a lot better. They've had a really disappointing season, I would say, given the expectations within the club. Uh, they're coming off a 2-1 home victory against Brighton. Uh, they had a draw with West Brom, which I know was very disappointing at the Hawthorns for them. Uh, they lost 4-0 at home against Burnley, which was a shocker. Uh, they beat Sheffield and they beat Fulham. So they beat teams below them. Tottenham is not a team below them. And despite the fact that Tottenham has had a very, very disappointing season, most recently losing 3-1 at Ellen Road to Leeds United, I still have to like Tottenham for this. Uh, so I'm going to say Tottenham 2, Wolves nil. another loss for Wolves. But, you know, they have the off-season to regroup. 
uh, West Brom, Liverpool, look, this is probably outside of the Chelsea, outside of the FA Cup final, and then Tuesday's match, uh, probably the most important match of the weekend. The thing that really has deep meaning in terms of positioning in for next year's Champions League. Quite simply, Liverpool have to win. Now, you're going to say, yeah, but they're playing quite what is quite honestly the uh, an appalling team, the second worst team in the Premier League, uh, West Bromwich Albion, which is true. There is no doubt that is true. But you have to remember, Liverpool are where they are because they've been dropping points to teams they shouldn't be. Remember, West Bromwich Albion is a team that went to Stamford Bridge and beat Chelsea 5-2. And then turned around and beat Southampton at home 3-0. So even though they're not a great team, even though they've only had five wins, this is the type of team that have been Liverpool's nemesis this season. So we are going to see what sort of concentration, what sort of steely-eyed determination the Reds can put together to win this game because, quite frankly, this is an absolute must-win game. Uh, West Brom, on the other hand, won one in the last five, coming off a very uh, uh, emphatic 3-1 defeat at the Emirates against Arsenal. I don't expect West Brom are going to win this. But you never know. I am going to pick Liverpool to win this 2-0. Last match to talk about, Everton-Sheffield United. Um, you know, Everton, a little like West Ham, a little like Leicester, kind of get into a little bit of late-season uh, hiccups. They've won two of their last five. Their most recent result was a 0-0 draw uh, away at uh, Villa Park. They should beat Sheffield United, though, because, quite frankly, Sheffield United are pretty awful. I'm going to say 2-0. Just a quick recap, then of my predictions. For the FA Cup, I'm going to say Chelsea, 1-0. For uh, Burnley-Leeds, 2-2. I'm going to go with the draw. For Southampton-Fulham, 1-0 for Southampton. Brighton-West Ham, 1-0 to the Hammers. Palace-Villa, 2-1 Villa at Selhurst Park. Tottenham-Wolves, 2-0 Tottenham. Liverpool uh, playing uh, West Brom, 2-0 to Liverpool. And finally, Everton, Sheffield United, 2-0 for Everton. All right, I'm going to go to break. I'll be right back to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, that's uh, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds, uh, people up late partying all night listening who want to listen to the show on Sports Overnight America. I love bringing you the show. I really appreciate you, my listeners. I appreciate my sponsors. We are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If you'd like to place a small wager, on any of the matches I spoke about this weekend. Uh, what a great opportunity to do that at betonline.ag. Tell you what, we just got a minute or so left. Why don't I check out uh, some of the latest odds here uh, for the FA Cup final? Because uh, that is a really interesting one, uh, Chelsea, Leicester City. I am predicting a Chelsea win for this match. 
Uh, I said a 1-0, so I think Chelsea will get the job done. Let's take a look at where we are on Bed Online. Just give me a second. I'm pulling it up. And I apologize that I didn't have it ready today, but um, it's been one of those days, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you have them, right? Sometimes you have them. Uh, let's take a look at where we are. Here we go, England. So let's see. All right, Chelsea, Leicester. So Chelsea are the prohibitive favorites for the FA Cup at minus 108 in regulation. Um, a plus 260 for the draw. To overall, to lift the cup, Chelsea are minus 200. Uh, Leicester City, plus 160. Uh, so there you have it. Again, I am predicting and recommend uh, that you go with Chelsea. Finally, I'll give you the uh, um, odds for the Liverpool West Brom. Liverpool prohibitive favorites at minus 425. And I believe that will be the case. Check out all the odds at betonline.ag. And most importantly, check out the podcast at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network. And check me out. I'll be back on the air with you on Monday right here on World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. iHeartRadio, tune in, American Forces, award-winning Sirius XM app. I'm everywhere you want to be. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Enjoy being mask-free. Hopefully with things turning around and we can all have a much, much happier 2021 into 2022. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.